Five, four, three, two, one. We are live. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 163 of the G Meeker May Show. It is Thursday, November 8th, 2018. Good to be back. A little bit late in the week. The week is almost wrapped up, but that's all good. We did an episode last Sunday of segments. We recap that. Excuse me, let me clear my fucking throat for a second. <clears throat> there we go. But yeah, we did an episode on Sunday. I felt like that was too soon to do another one on Monday. I was really tired. I was exhausted. I don't know. I was busy with a lot of stuff. So I wasn't able to get to that. So we're a little bit late in the week. I let a lot of events happen. A lot of interesting news come out. So I had a lot more to discuss. And that's exactly what I did today. So like I said, it's good to be back. It's Thursday, November 8th. Like I said, episode 163. Thank you to all that are joining in for today's podcast. We are available via Spotify, iHeartRadio, Player.fm, Podbean, Podbay, and more, more and most importantly, CastBox.fm. FM. Like I said, thank you guys for joining us in here today. A lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things to recap. Obviously, UFC 230 was recapped a little bit late, like I said, in the week. But UFC 230 happened last weekend. A lot to make of that. A lot to make of Daniel Cormier's performance. Um, he defeats Derek Lewis by a second-round rear naked choke. Very dominant victory from the start. He kind of called it. I kind of talked about it. You know, the funny thing is, we're going to start, we're, before we get today's lineup, I just want to release uh, today's rundown of the list of what we're going to be talking about. Okay, so towards the end of yesterday's, uh, last episode's podcast, the last episode of this podcast, okay, I talked about Daniel potentially using the Anthony Johnson method is what I call it, using the Anthony Johnson method utilizing his submission skills. I said, don't be surprised that that shit happens. And it happened. Beautiful performance by Daniel Cormier. He remains the UFC heavyweight champion. Fucking excited and stoked. And, and, you know, just there's nothing more this guy can continue to do that isn't amazing. Every single thing he does is absolutely stunning. He's amazing. One of the best fighters of all time. Definitely glad to have him around the sport. I really hope he doesn't retire. Uh, by 40 because it would be a shame because how damn good he's looking how how dominant he's at, at he, he's been fighting at heavyweight how good he's been looking at light heavyweight so it would be a shame to have him truly retire i hope that doesn't happen but uh let's get back to today's list of what we're going to be talking about obviously cormier versus lewis recap a lot's been going through my mind as of late about that um co-main event jacare souza defeats chris Weidman by third round tko very very disappointing a result for one Chris Weidman, who was now 0-2 at Madison Square Garden, and I think 1-3 in his fights with uh, in, at MSG. I think the Musasi fight was in New York. Am I mis- mistaken? Where was the Musasi fight? Where's the Musasi fight? Where, where, where did, I'm pretty sure it's 1-3. If not, he's one and two, record of one and two in New York. Unfortunately, like, dude, that's the biggest fucking thing that I've been thinking about. It's been getting to me. It, you know, 
when you have a, a solid connection with a fighter and you, you follow their career for so long and you've been with them through the ups and the downs as mixed martial arts fans, as followers of the sport, media members, it doesn't matter who you are. It's just like you follow them. So it hurts when they lose. It really does. And, you know, Chris was on his way to winning that fight. He was up on the scorecards. I thought he was ahead. Obviously got caught with some good shots and stuff. And caught Jacare with a couple good shots, too. That, that I think it was a straight right hand in the first round. Chris looked excellent. He looked good. His, his performance was fantastic. Except he got caught. And we're, we're going to get right into this. Let me just continue with today's lineup of what we're going to be talking about so I can get that shit out the way so we can begin without digressing. Okay, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson has been announced for UFC 232 for the UFC light heavyweight title, the official UFC light heavyweight title. Cormier will be stripped of his belt, unfortunately, but that fight will be headlining UFC 232. Co-main event to that would be Chris Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes, which is the fight that we should talk about, about too. Obviously, we're talking about it right now. Chris Weidman versus Jacare Souza, the unfortunate result that it is. Congrats to Jacare. He definitely did turn a page in a lot of people's books and shut everybody up, basically insinuating that he's nowhere near being done and he's not on the decline, as some may have said about him. He looks fantastic. He defeats Chris Weidman. He really came after it in that third round. He really proved that he wanted to be there and he wanted to be successful and he wanted to be victorious. So congrats to Jacare Souza on that. Um, Derek Kennanier defeats David Branch for his first fight at 185 pounds inside the octagon. Defeats David Branch by... Uh, uh, Defeated by TKO. Yeah, TKO. He stopped him. Then he stopped him in the first round, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, he D- Jared Cannonier was um, a guy who had a lot of promise at 205 pounds. You know, he's a big, strong, muscular, heavy, hard puncher. Very promising, very talented, very, very good. You know, he ran into that fight, that weird fight with Glover. And now he looks shredded at 185 pounds. Reminisce to how Rashad first looked when he made his, his jump to his drop to 185 pounds. So Jaron Cannonier defeats David Branch, number seven ranked David Branch, I think, at the time. And now with Jared being a ranked guy, you gotta put Derek, you gotta put uh you gotta put him in the top ten. There's no way that you can go without putting him in the top ten off that shit. That was a fantastic performance. So that's what I'm saying. Like I like these new stars. You know, some people may not get started early on in their career. They may not look good. They may not have a lot of promise early on, but as your career starts to advance and as I feel like your career starts to, you know, go up, you know, you get these young stars. And this and and Jerry Cannonier is one of those stars. Has a lot of promise, a lot of interesting fights on the horizon for him, a lot of big tests, a lot of interesting things for him. Um that will be awesome. So going right back up. Oh, Lyman Good too, by the way. Beautiful knockout. Uppercuts against Ben Saunders. Unfortunate result for uh, Ben Saunders. But, you know, damn. He, he, he looked good. He looked real good. He knocked him out. Beautiful uppercut. Beautiful, nasty power. Kind of reminiscent to, like, Phil Baroni. Kind of reminds me of Phil Baroni. He's very aggressive. He's very strong. He's thick. He's muscular. He's, he packs a lot of power. Beautiful performance by Lyman Good. Definitely want to see what's next for him um one last thing on today's lineup before we get to Chris Wyden versus Jock Ray Souza um thoughts on potential fights for Daniel Cormier 
for his last couple fights. If the Brock, I'm, I'm hearing hearing a lot about Brock Lesnar potentially fight, the fight not happening. Uh, what could be the next fight for him? Uh, is it a fight with Stipe Miocic? Could we see a rematch? Um, does he want to fight John Jones? We don't know. Um, we'll talk about that as well as another huge star. I'm surprised I didn't put him at the top of the list. Israel um, Adesanya defeated Derek Brunson by first round knockout. You see the way that he annihilated and destroyed Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson, obviously, everybody knew that he was going to come in. He was going to try to wrestle him. He was going to try to control him with his wrestling and, you know, not want to stand and trade and make mistakes against a very talented striker like Israel Adesanya. So Israel Adesanya defeats Derek Brunson. Um, Israel's already in the top 10, so there's not any cracking of the top 10 here. Top 5, he did beat, I think Derek Brunson was like number 5. Like number, yeah, right. I think he's like ranked number 5 or so at the time. So Israel definitely has cracked the top 10. I haven't even checked the rankings out or anything else like that. But um, definitely a huge star. So let's get right back into uh, uh, Chris Weidman versus Jacare Souza. So this is the world we live in. This is the sports world. As fans, as followers, deep followers of the sport, we're tended, we're tent, we're content with the fact is that people we, we love and care about have to lose at some point. Where we have to live up with the fact that this this these kinds of things can happen. Our favorite fighters are going to lose. Some people don't look the same like they used to back in the day. Old fighters who were once great getting knocked out left and right. I mean, look what happened to Chuck Liddell. Look at the decline of BJ Penn versus how he used to look back in the day. His aggressiveness when he knocked out Kale Uno. Knocking out Matt Hughes. Beating the brakes off Diego Sanchez. Look at those look at those fights. And look at the fights he has with Nick Diaz. Look at the fight he had with uh, Yair Rodriguez. His last fight was Frankie Edgar. The de- decline. It's something that happens. It's something that happens... It's 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 an unfortunate result. I, I I do not wish for that to happen. But it's a sport. Things happen. People lose, and things happen. For for Chris Weidman, I feel it, it's it's different though, because it's not like he's just getting knocked out left and right. Obviously, like I said, this is a sport. Anything can happen. And and people want to say he's like one and four in his last five four fights or something like something like that. Yeah, he's one and four. I think so. I'm pretty sure, because his fight with his first loss with Luke Rockhold, then his loss to Yoel Romero, then his loss to Gegard Mousasi, comes back, beats Kelvin Gastelum, boom, loses Jacques Gracie. So there's one. It's, it's it's a very very hard sport. It's it's a terrible sport. It's an unforgiving sport. These things can happen. I mean, if you look at it, look at. It. I'm, I'm gonna break down Chris's last five fights. And I'm going to make people realize it's not as bad as you may seem. You know, the pressure's on. There's a lot going on with that. Um, obviously, he's not, I don't. I, when it comes to the de- being on the decline, I, I have no doubt in my mind that's nowhere near the truth. I mean, I'm going to break it all down like the last five fights, dude. The fight with his title defense with Rockhold. That was a competitive fight. Both men had their moments. Both men looked very good in that fight. Crystal's a stupid spinning back hit. Gets taken down and beaten hell out of on the floor. Ground and pound victory for Luke. Luke beat, beat him up on the feet. If if Chris hadn't thrown that telegraph kick, where would it be right now? Where would that fight would where would have that fight would have went? That's one of the major reasons why I wanted to see a rematch because that was such a fun fight. 
And I felt that was a necessary fight for Chris. And that was a great fight for Chris to have at MSG. And it was a historic fight. And I really wish I could see that fight down the line. That's a really, that was a really fantastic fight. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Chris lost that fight with Rockhold. Um, the second fight, the first first time UFC made his debut at, at the Madison Square Garden at UFC 205, he fights a killer named Yoel Romero. It's a very relatively very fun fight. I have Chris winning all three rounds up until that flying knee. I mean, the flying knee, I remember the exact moment I was watching it. That's the only pay-per-view I've paid for my entire life. I mean, that's the first pay-per-view. Excuse me. First pay-per-view. That's the first pay-per-view I've ever paid for. Um, I remember watching it, thinking about it like a video game. I was like, oh, man, let me go back. I need to go back. I need to rematch. This needs this, this, re- Restart. Like, let's restart this. Hopefully, this didn't happen. I was in disbelief when he landed that flying knee. I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Why did he lose? Damn it, damn it, damn it. And he lost. And it's up three rounds. I was, you wanted someone to win so bad. The blood's rushing. The anxiety's high. And, and we're, we're emotionally invested in the sport because it's something that we, we love to do. So you look at, okay, so spinning back kick with Rockhold. We go from there to the unfortunate landing of the flying knee from Cuba with Yoel Romero. The weird stoppage with, with Gegard Mousasi, like uh, the, he, he thought it was a legal knee thrown. The whole thing with Chris and them deeming him un, unfit to fight or something, or he, he didn't want to continue, or they didn't want him to continue, and they pull and and they they stopped the fights. And unfortunate, like he wanted to continue, he was fine. They stopped the fight. Unfortunately, it's a weird win for Gegar. They just potentially stopped the fight. I think he was more than capable of continuing that fight. Unfortunate result. Okay, comes back, beats Gaslam. Looks impressive doing it. Gets knocked down in the first round. And he's able to withstand that. Come back. Uses wrestling. Uses grappling. Use all that. Strangle Gaslam. Gaslam's the guy fighting for the world title. So it would made perfect sense for Chris to beat Jacare Souza because he would have been in the front running for the next shot. That's that's the thing. That's the that's the catch right there. It's not it, as much as you want to say it and say Chris is on the the down slope or he's lost all his last one, uh, his last uh, four of his last or like he's one in four, one in five in his last uh, one in four in his last five fights and stuff and. You know, you can say all this shit. Say everything you want to say because everybody has points in time where they lose lots. Look at Jeremy Stevens, for example. Look at the losses he's accumulated, but look at where he is now. Look at his 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 longevity in the sport. Obviously being stopped in all his losses, Chris. Chris's losses he's been stopped. But um, you know, sometimes it get it takes a long time to get going. And obviously, Chris has been at the game for as long as he for a very long time. I mean, look at it now. You look at Chris Weidman's career back when he was undefeated. He was running through guys. He was that next big thing. He was the next big promise. He beat the great Anderson Silva twice. He was a middleweight champion. He defended his belt four times. He looked good. You know, he ran into a stage of killers. Did he peak early? Was he just that damn good to begin with? Yeah, I feel like he hasn't peaked. I mean, he looked fantastic against Jacare. The movement was great. He did get he did get caught with a couple of like punches and stuff, and you know got hit a little too much, in my opinion. Well, I just felt like you know he looked good. He looked he, he looked phenomenal. He he looked great. 
And that unfortunate punch that Jacare landed, I didn't even see it at first when I first saw it. I like, would knock him down. I look and go back and look at the replay. You know, Jacare really came back to win that fight. He looked fantastic doing it too, though. But for Chris, it's an unfortunate thing. Oh, yeah, I was going to look at what that Musasi fight was in New York. Um, it's really, really, really unfortunate, to be honest with you. Because I think Chris only has one win in his hometown. And the fact is, it's like deja vu happening over again. It's like he lost to MSG, UFC 205. Okay, gets knocked out in the third round. Uh, gets knocked out in the third round of this fight last Saturday. So, it's kind of a, it's an unfortunate thing, dude. Shit happens in this fucking world of mixed martial arts, dude. It's like the unforgiving sport. You could be on your way to winning a decision. You could be on your way to almost knocking someone out. Boom, someone comes back and knocks you out. Boom, someone comes back and submits you. Boom, some, the judges take a victory away. Something could happen. It's an unforgiving sport. So, when our, when our fighters lose, like Connor did, um, and it's it, it's an unforgiving sport. Like when Connor lost the first time, he was humble in defeat. Obviously, he had a lot of people chiming in, coming after him. Oh yeah, he got humbled. Blah blah blah. Posting the pictures of him tapping, uh, him tapping against Khabib. You know, but you know, it just all depends on how these fighters carry themselves. And I just know it's a hard, hard world to live in. It's a hard, uh, it's a hard result. It's really, really, it's going to be really hard to get over something, something like that happening. It's it's, it's heartbreaking. It's a, it's a it's a killer. It's it, when you're a fighter, when when you're a performer. When you fail to perform, and something that means so much to you, like him fighting in his backyard. I mean, he looked good against Gaslam before that. Uh, obviously, didn't get taken too much damage in that fight. He did get caught with a lot of punches. Um, I hate seeing Chris Weidman lose because it's like, I mean, you, you just know how good he is. I mean, you look at how close he was to winning the Yoel Romero fight. That's why I was in such disbelief. Like, I can't describe to anyone just how crazy of a, a moment that was. I was in such disbelief. I was broken down. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, yesterday, a little teary-eyed thinking about it. I'm like, this has got to suck because we're hearing Ariel Hawani's show, um, talking about uh, Jerry, uh, John Anik, Kenny Florian podcast, great podcast, by the way. Um, hearing Ray Longo talk about Chris, you know, Chris Weidman's one of the best in the world, and I definitely feel that, you know, he, he definitely has some fun fights left, you know. I still want to see that match with Rockhold. As much as much as we aren't able to get that, as we're 0-2 with that fight being booked in the last two times that it's ever been booked, and it's an unfortunate result. But, you know, I really want to see that fight still. I still want to see, um, you know, I still, I still, there's still a lot of fun fights for Chris in, in middleweight. Maybe if not that middleweight, I know there's been talks of him potentially going up to light heavyweight. He would, be, he would uh, pose an amazing factor to the already stacked 205 pound division. I mean, look at 205 for, if you look at 205 for a second, um, you got the Jan Vlahovic, you got Golovic, Shara, um, not, I was about to say Ryan Bader, Ryan Bader's from Bellator. Um, you got Daniel Cormier, obviously John Jones, Alexander Gustafson. Uh, who else? Alir Latifi, Corey Anderson, Olven St. Prue, Dominic Reyes, Mauricio Shogun, who, uh, Jimmy Manoa. A lot of great fighters at 205 pounds. Chris Wyden would do good. He's a big guy. 
big, strong guy. He, he, he obviously is a lot bigger than a lot of the guys he fights. Obviously not Romero or anything like that or Gaslam. Well, he was bigger than Gaslam, my bad. But um, he, he would be a perfect addition to the 205-pound division. I think he would do phenomenal, to be honest with you. So maybe a potential move to 205 pounds could be the best thing for Chris Weidman. Now for Jacare Souza, he's right where he needs to be. It's just an unfortunate turn of events that he has a loss against the current champion. Pretty brutal loss to Robert Whitaker. And he lost to Kelvin Gaston, which is weird. I never imagined that. Close fight. I thought Jacare could have won that. Um, and where does he go from here? I mean... It, it, it's it's a talent stack division now. If you if you want to think about potential future matchups, okay, Israel Asanya. Does that sound good? Did I say that right? Yeah. Israel Adesanya. Yeah, Israel Asanya versus Jacare Souza. Is it too soon? I don't. I don't. I just don't know. It, it, if the fight's too soon, I mean, I like to see that, but I'd like to see at least one more high-profile fight for Israel. Then I would like to see him get a title shot. So that's my response to everyone talking about title shots i feel maybe one more fight and he's right there but if not then i wouldn't be i wouldn't be against him getting a title shot i mean look at how fantastic he's looked that's the thing look at we digress from chris weidman to israel we'll get to well let's finish up with chris weidman we'll get up to israel um yeah so like i said chris weidman can fight at 205 pounds and i think a great fight a great fight with him him, he presents great fights to that division. So, like I said, heal up for him. Jacare Souza, um, obviously another high-profile fight for him. Obviously, maybe he could get a winner, a title shot, a rematch. You know, just because he lost the champion doesn't mean he wouldn't do good in a rematch. I mean, he looked great. He's in a new camp. He looked fantastic. He came out guns blazing. He really turned up the heat. He really brought the heat. His nose was busted. He was bleeding. He was beaten up. Chris Weidman put a, 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 a hurting on him with that jab, busted his nose. Um, I definitely felt Chris could use his wrestling more in this fight. I definitely felt that, but it didn't happen, um, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, for Jacare, just heal up, come back, and see what the UFC wants to do next. You just kind of see what happens after this fight. Take the, take the year off, obviously. Like, let his face heal up. His nose was pretty busted up, so really see how um, – what happens with Jacare after that? So, okay, moving on to let's just stay in the UFC 230. So, moving on to Israel Adesanya. Wow, he looked absolutely phenomenal, like a Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, Roy. John Jones comparison 100%. A lot different than Jones personality wise. Very confident young man, very flashy, very quick, very precision like, you know, his accuracy. I mean, do you see that? Derek Brunson leaned in and got caught with that knee. He he stunned him instantly with that knee. He hurt him with that knee. I mean, you see that popping that that punch he landed the last, the finishing sequence. The last punch he threw was like a little sniper shot. He threw that shit like a rattlesnake. That, that shit came off like a, a snap of a finger. It was pop. He popped that shit like a like he he. He destroyed Brunson. Other than stuffing, stuffing a bunch of takedowns, dude, Israel hurt him. He's like, he was just waiting for the right time to strike, and boom, he lands that beautiful knee. He lands a couple good knees. You know, Brunson, credit to Brunson for, for being able to take a couple of those. Um, as weird as this is going to sound, dude, like, 
the stoppage was kind of early. I saw Brunson get right back up to his feet. He definitely was hurt. I don't know if he was coherent after the fight, but he wasn't out. He wasn't out of out. He wasn't out of it. He wasn't. I don't know. He didn't seem to complain about the stoppage, but you know there has been a case where there has been bad stoppages in the past, and um, I don't think this was one of them. I mean, it was it was a perfect stoppage, but he was down. He was out. He got knocked. He got he got stopped. Um, do I? It, I mean it. It wasn't like a knockout, knockout, but he stopped. He, he hurt him bad. He definitely did hurt him. He was hurt. Dropped him. Landed a lot of couple, a lot of uh, knees and fucked him up. He definitely fucked him up. So I'm definitely excited to see what's next for Israel. I mean, the comparison to John Jones is real good. I mean, they're both tall. They're both rangy. They're both black. I'm not sounding racist or anything. I'm, black, I'm half black too, so um, relax. But yeah, they... Um, they uh, both are very, very flashy. Both are very, you know, sniper-like. I mean, look at Jones's performance against Daniel Cormier. He looked great. He looked precision-like. Not precision. I feel like Israel's one shot away from knocking somebody out. John hasn't really been shown as a knockout artist. I mean, look at what he did to Cormier for sure. Definitely got to put him up there. But John was never really a guy that had uh had any crazy knockout power. He, he he would finish you with a barrage of elbows, punches, knees, kicks. Um he wasn't like a knockout artist. Like it's not like an Anthony Johnson or or or, or a Glover Teixeira or a or a Mike Tyson or a Michael Johnson. It's not like a punch like that. Like, oh you gotta watch out for this dude striking. You gotta watch out for everything with John. His elbows, his knees, his wrestling, his grappling, his cardio, his unpredictability. There's a lot of shit about John Jones you gotta watch out for. It. So Israel obviously seems to have that pop in his, his knees. I mean, Israel, I, I feel Israel can knock out some of the best guys in the world, like at 185 pounds. I think he can be competitive with, with Rockhold. Um, obviously, his takedown defense has proven to be great. Um, let's see if he can get a Yoel Romero in there, maybe like a Luke Rockhold, potentially. Uh, the showdown, I really want to see where Israel is with some of the best in the world. I mean, Derek Brunson, he, he, he's a great, he's a great fighter. He's a great competitor. Uh, obviously he possesses some of the knockout, the, uh, most knockouts, I think in, uh, uh, most knockouts in, um, middleweight history. I think if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, he, he has huge power. He's definitely very, uh, unpredictable. He's very, um, he's very flashy. Definitely for sure. Not flashy, but like he's very explosive, and you gotta watch out for anything that Brunson brings. He's always he, he pressures you in a lot of different ways that you can't. Some people can't take it, and he's knocked a lot of people out because of the the barrage of strikes and the barrage of pressure that he puts on these kinds of guys. He's a great fighter, no doubt. I'm not trying to trash Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson's the first step. Now it's time to see where Israel goes after this. So can he? Can he sh destroy the next guy in line? He looked good. He looked very good. He very flashy. Like I said, those knees, the precision, the timing, everything Israel did was, was on point. He stuffed the takedowns when needed. He popped in, popped out, cut the angles he needed to cut, landed the knee when he needed to land. He knew Brunson was going to lean in. Brunson leans in, gets caught with the knee. 
That's one thing you got to watch out. That's one thing you got to watch out for is the knee. Because he leaned in. He leaned in. He got caught. And that was essentially the beginning of the end, to be honest with you. That was the beginning of the end when he did that. And, you know, unfortunately, he lost. But it wasn't too... I mean, obviously, it was that. Like I said, the finishing sequence, the stoppage, it wasn't the worst. It wasn't like, oh, my God, why did they stop this fight? But, like, he, at, at, at this point in time, he had been knocked out, knocked down, excuse me, more than once already. And, and you know, just for the best, just, just stop it. Just stop it. That's all. Dang. I love my job. Fucking awesome. Um, but, yeah, you know. Congrats to Israel. Definitely have a huge star on their hands. Jared Cannonier um, beats David Branch, like I said. Beats a rank David Branch. So put put Jared Cannonier in there. Not necessarily with Israel. I'm not. That's not what I was trying to get at. But um, definitely put him in there. Um, who, who should Jared Cannonier fight next? Not Israel. I'm staying on this whole topic. You know, this the. the the talent stacked 185 pound division is is really it's really fucking crazy right now, dude. Holy shit, man! It's stacked. If only if only you would uh, see what I see. Once you see what I see, you realize why I'm saying that. It's kind of it's kind of a re- it's kind there's kind of a reason why I don't go live. Like, why I do it live? Because like I say some shit, I, I do some shit that can uh, irritate some people. And enter some shit. I don't want people to know what I do. Like, I'm, I'm, having, I'm talking on a podcast. I'm literally sitting here talking to an audience right now. Literally. There's, there's going to be people that tune in. There's going to be people that come in and listen to this shit. It happens all the time. So anyway, celebrity. Yeah, like before we continue, I'm going to do a lot in the last couple of days. A lot of shit. Honestly, my day earlier was pretty shitty. I turned it around, though. Really excited. Excited to be back. Excited to be live. Like I said to anybody, if you're having trouble finding this podcast, easy. iHeartRadio. What the hell? Some fucking couple was like arguing and screaming at each other in like the background. I think that shit's hilarious. What's with everyone arguing like the last couple of days? Like, I feel like everybody's all angry nowadays. It's like, dude, it's like, why is everybody so mad for? <laughs> like, like I'll be walking or I'll be jogging or doing some shit. And I just see people like in their cars and shit. I'm like, why does everybody look so mad? Like, I'm looking at their faces and then it's like, Ugh. it's like, I'll see a little couple. I'll see a couple and stuff and they look all mad and angry. I'm just like, baby, chill out. Damn, it's like, relax. Life is too short to be all mad and stuff. Like, I see people mad all the time. Like, I feel that people need to look at the great parts of life versus going and being upset about something. So, for example, if you're in a relationship, you're arguing all the time. You guys just got to find a medium. You got to find, you got to meet in the middle. You guys got to stop fighting. You guys got to talk about things because you don't if you talk about things you have a better chance of of letting those your relationships survive a lot of people don't like to talk for some reason they're weak they don't like to 
figure problems out. Maybe they're not on the same level. Maybe they just don't want to deal with it. There's a lot of things, a lot of different factors. A lot of people handle things very differently. But I definitely feel that people should sit down and talk about whatever it is. Even if you're angry. So back to those angry people. Yeah, those people were fucking angry. Like I just see people angry all the time. Like, why are you so angry for like, I, I, like when it comes to all those negative vibes and shit? Like I don't fucking mess with that kind of shit. Get the fuck away from me when it comes to that bullshit. That's for sure. It's just the truth, man. Like I don't fuck with those bad vibes and stuff. Like so, like if you if you follow my Instagram, for example, at G Meeker, and then there is for anyone who gives a shit. Um, you. You realize that my page is mostly primarily positive. Talk about wellness. Talk about sports. I post memes all day. People want to ask what I do on the, on, behind the scenes. Like, I don't think you want to know. Because it, it, it's just like a thing, like a normal human being, a normal person. I just do normal shit like everybody else. Just have fun. Um, what, what is it like? Yeah, just like a normal ass person. Just do normal shit. I just happen to have a great personality and happen to want to be able to share that with the world. That's what you do when you have a podcast. You just, you, you use your, your tools to attract people. And it's funny because I was actually talking about this yesterday. I was like, you know, it's not, I, I, I was talking about the podcast and I was like, it's not primarily just sports. Like, dude, it's like, it's more than just that. Like, I promote more than just sports. That's the thing. Like, I'll talk about everything. It doesn't matter exactly what it, it doesn't have to be sports all the time. Like something's on your mind like that. For instance, like when I looked at like, those people, they were fucking mad. They looked all angry and stuff. Like it's like we get all, I, I was explaining, I said this like two times yesterday. I was like, we could all get like, get like bombed or something. And yet, and you remember your last day on earth, you're like mad. Why are you stay mad? Don't stay mad. Being mad. is not a good, it's not a good feeling. It's actually pretty, it's taxing on your body. That's the thing. It it, it, it it takes so much more energy to be angry, to frown, more than it does to, to make you smile. That's a, that's a, like a fact, dude. It's like, it, it's it's not worth your time. That's the thing. And it's like, you could spend more time, like, focusing on things that that you, you like to do versus things that are going on that, you know, you primarily can't change when it comes to a lot of things. A lot of us tend to, like, you know, be upset at things we, we may not be able to currently change at the point in time. And that's all right. You know, because like I said, some people just want things to be the right way. And some people just want to have clarity on things. And that's all right. It's okay to, to feel a certain way about certain things. I mean, they may not go our way. Sometimes people don't get the things they want right off the bat. That's the thing. And like, look how hard we digress from UFC 230. Good fucking God. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty interesting but yeah i just wanted to make that quick point just i just because i feel that it was it would be important too because you know like i said it just came to mind don't stay angry it's not healthy people die faster when you're angry when you're more angry it's not like it's not like you're, it's, you're not enjoying yourself too much of people's time goes into not enjoying yourself and staying mad about the situation if me and my girlfriend, we get in an argument, yeah, we're upset. But at the end of the day, like, my goal at the end of the day is to for us to squash this. I, there are times where I'm mad and I want to le- I want to carry on the argument and linger, let it linger. But primarily, that's when we're being petty. 
But primarily when it comes to an argument, it's just like you you got to find the solution. So you're not repeating the same shit over and over. It's like when you're repeating the same shit, it's like you're not you're not growing. You're not you're not looking to improve your quality of your own life. You're not going to sit there and argue with your significant other over the same shit over and over and over the same shit. It's like you got to find a medium. You got to meet in the middle. You got to find some solutions. That's the thing. Solutions is what I, that's my nick. That's like a new nickname. I, it's sad because it's catching on. Like, like Gabriel the solution. You know, Mike the situation from Jersey Shore. Like, it's like Gabriel the solution. Like, I look to find hella solutions when it comes to a lot of shit. Like, I always find myself doing that. But, um, yeah, anyways, um, back to UFC 2. 30 or we can actually get to UFC since we're talking about UFC 230 still sorry if I digress like I think it was like 15 minutes or some shit like that but I digress um fights to make after UFC 230 um winners and losers are starting with the main event Daniel Cormier defeats uh Derek Lewis by second round submission um, for Cormier, like I said, it's pretty much mapped out either Brock Lesnar or, uh, Steve and Jocic usually. It's really what it looks like, looks to be sounding like. I don't know of any other fights potentially for Cormier other than Jones. If the Jones fight doesn't happen, it's either, uh, if it's not Jones, then it's probably going to be either Stipe. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? But I would like that fight for Cormier. I think it's a perfect exit fight for him. Like if he's serious about not fighting again, once he hits 40, then I will be 100% supportive of him because of the, of the career and everything else that Cormier has done and accomplished. And I think that he has the say-so to do anything that he wants to do because he's earned it. Right, so let me just fucking reply to uh, a text message. my significant other you can't you can't dodge a message from your significant other i don't give a fuck if you're online or offline i'm not dodging a message it's my shit yeah if you hear the wind in the background it's like super beautiful peaceful it's cold as fuck outside though for sure that's probably how i got like i think it's bronchitis or pneumonia I think I was diagnosed with that because, like, dude, I was not stopping coughing. Like, I started off being coughing. My throat got all sore. I was sneezing. I was congested. I couldn't breathe. I felt like shit, dude. I felt like I was trapped. Me and my girlfriend were getting in arguments left and right, left and right. So much to the fact that in her head, she's probably just thinking, like, dude, this guy's just here to argue with me. And it's like, nah, bruh. I just don't have the same fucking patience for shit like I would if I wasn't sick. And that's the thing. That's the funny thing. How the fuck do we keep digressing? Oh, yeah. Back to Cormier. So, yeah. I mean, I'd like... If I had to pick an exit fight for Cormier, I want to see the Brock Lesnar fight. Let that shit happen. That's exciting. I mean, they already have the promo. Brock Lesnar, get your ass in here. Brock comes in the cage, pushes Cormier. Uh, Cormier pushes him back, the whole thing with his boxing coach, the whole, everything, everything that happened, dude, it's like, that has a promo already, like, you don't need to worry about anything else, you already have the fight, and that's the truth, 
You don't need anything else. Like, that's all that matters, dude. That's a great fight. That's a fantastic fight. I'm curious to see how Cormier would use this, utilize his wrestling and be able to utilize, put it together. Use it to nullify Brock's wrestling. That's the thing. I want to see a battle of the wrestlers. Like, cause Brock's a fantastic wrestler. DC's a fantastic wrestler. Um, I do think that DC is a lot more decorated when it comes to wrestling. Brock's very strong and, and muscular, and he, he knows how to use his wrestling. He has devastating ground and pound as well. But uh, but then then again, if Brock can't stop the crazy... If Brock can't get a hold of DC, that's going to be the hard part. So like I said, I, I'm on the wheel. I'm on the wagon for this fight. I want to see this. This is a great contest. This is a great fight. I can't wait. I hope it happens. Brock Lesnar. It, it doesn't seem to be happening based off the reports of what I've been reading recently. But I do think that that's a fantastic fight if it does happen. I, I pray and I hope that that happens. I hope the UFC makes a great choice because that is a great sellable fight. And I think with Brock Lesnar. Dude, it's motherfucking Brock Lesnar, dude. How, how, how the hell can you go away from that? That's the thing. How can you go away from Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, get your ass in here. That part was crazy. That was a perfect promo. I mean, I would pick that over the bus incident any day. That's a fantastic promo. That's a fantastic fight. Let that fucking fight happen. Let us be entertained, motherfuckers. It's time to make that fight happen. Okay, so going on to the co-main event for Jacare Souza. We kind of kind of brushed off on it um, already. You know, he deserves a title shot. Um, or the winner. Or another high-profile fight. Waiting for the UFC to announce Paulo Costa versus Yoel Romero. That is a juice fest. Motherfucking juice fest, dude. That is a juice fucking fest. Good fucking God, dude. Okay. Um, moving on. Moving along. Okay, so going from UFC 230 to UFC 232. I know we skipped UFC 231. But this is specifically the topic of what I was going to be bringing up. Um, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson is happening, folks. This is a great fight. You see the press conference the other day? Pretty funny. John did make some funny points. Obviously, um, it's great to have John Jones back in the mix. It was surreal to see him sitting there on the, um, on the, on the, what is it? On the fucking, on the, it was crazy seeing him sit up there with everyone. It was, it was it was crazy to see, to see, um, Dana. It was crazy to see, um, damn. Uh, it was crazy to see Dana. It was crazy. To, oh, not crazy to see Dana. It was just crazy to see John. Like, just seeing John back was crazy. One of the best fighters in the world coming back and fighting for the world title again. There's no contender fights for John. He jumps right in and he jumps right back in to fight one of the best fighters he can possibly fight in his return. Fight one of the best fights that he had back at UFC 161 or something. I think it was 167 or one UFC. I forgot which UFC it was. Don't quote me on that shit because that was a great fight. I think it was really, really UFC 165. There it is. My bad. I should have been on top of that. UFC 165 goes back to one of the best light heavyweight title fights. if not the best light heavyweight title fight of all time. Um, it was a great fight. I definitely, I thought John won though. That's the thing. Some people didn't think so. I think once he landed that spinning back elbow, he really solidified his spot because it was a damaging shot. He did hurt Gustafson. He had Gustafson in a lot of trouble. I think that was one of the 
Uh, I think it was one of the moments where Gustafson was rocked. He didn't really rock John. He just beat John up. He, he hurt John. He busted John up. Gustafson's nasty. His uppercuts, his punches, his straight, his straight lefts. Everything, every fucking part of Gustafson's dangerous. And that's the part that, that John needs to worry about come this rematch. It's a fantastic rematch. It's a fantastic fight. Um, I'm very, I'm very curious and very interested to see what, what, what differences John has made. I'm very curious to see the differences that Gustafson has made. I mean, the last time we've seen, I think we've seen Gustafson was against uh, Glover Teixeira. Um, I talked about that. I, re, I referenced that fight a lot based off when I talked about Gustafson breaking down his fights. I think when I was breaking down the Ozdemir versus uh, Gustafson fight, when it was potentially going to happen. Um, but... He, he looked good. That's the thing. He looked great against Glover. Dude, those uppercuts and then that straight right, uh, uh, the, the right, the right hook knocked him out. He had Gus, he had Glover to share in all sorts of trouble from the get go. That's the thing. He had him in trouble from start to finish. That was a terrible fight for Glover to share. Gustafson looked great, but obviously he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. He's been dealing with some, uh, it's unfortunate. Got him pulled from the UFC in Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, ooh, about to hit the hour mark. That's so exciting. And, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. It's an unfortunate, uh, excuse me, run for Gustafson. But, you know, like I said, we're getting John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson at UFC 232. Um, both guys come in phenomenal shape. Obviously, I, I feel both guys will come in phenomenal shape. Both guys will look fantastic. They'll look, they'll look obviously hungry because it's a world title fight. I mean, Gustafson's been wanting this rematch for so long. That's the thing. Gustafson's been looking to fight Jones for a long time. He's been calling for it. Ever since John was cleared to come back, Gustafson has been calling him out on social media. I mean, he's not going to get the fight with Cormier. So what's better for Gustafson? A fight with John Jones. What the hell? There's some lady over there screaming and at her phone. Must be getting like an argument with her boyfriend. It's some crackhead ass lady though. So it's not like it's not like some normal person. It's some crazy bitch that looks like she's on drugs. She's driving like a little a little kid's like dirt bike, bro. Or not like a dirt. It's like it's like a little street bike. So you kind of know that she stole it. So yeah, that's how people are. Um. Anyways, what I was gonna say. Continue with uh, one last thing, Ben Askren. Versus Robbie Lawler is rumored to be a part of UFC 233. Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler. Goodness gracious. They're definitely not giving him any favors. They're not, they're not doing him any favors right now, in my opinion. They're definitely not. They're, they're not. That's a crazy fight. I'm curious. I'm just so curious to see how Ben Askren does. Is his grappling the real deal? By all means, if it is the real deal, then bam. You're in the same category with Khabib, my friends. I don't think anybody can beat you. I want to be able to, to see that. I want to think that. Um, but uh, it's, it's, a game, it's an interesting game. It's an interesting fight game. It's an interesting, uh, it's interesting obviously, a style matchup. Because you look at Robbie. Robbie is a fucking killer. I mean, he put himself back together, essentially. I mean, he was already a fantastic fighter. 
But when he came back to the UFC, when he stopped Josh Koscheck, when he stopped Jake Allenberger, when he uh, when he beat Johnny Hendricks for the title, when he had that amazing fight with Carlos Condit, um, Robbie's just always in your face. He's not going. He's not going to engage in the trash talk either. Funny part about it is like, out of every Askren's called out everybody. Out of everyone he's called out, the one guy he's actually good with, Robbie Lawler, he gets called to fight Ruth. Robbie Lawler's a fucking animal, dude. I would say Robbie Lawler's the toughest fight for him to come back to. But then again, we don't know which version of Robbie Lawler we're going to get. How is this version of Robbie Lawler? Because if you look at Robbie Lawler's last fight, he got fucked up. Not fucked up, his leg. His in- he got injured. His injury, he got fucked up physically. He blew his ACL. He's been out ever since. That fight with Dos Anjos was actually a relatively quick turnaround. I mean, it feels like we haven't seen Robbie in a long, long time. But in reality, this doesn't feel like too long ago. So Robbie versus uh, Ben Askren is rumored. That's a stacked card already. Dominic Cruz versus John Lineker is rumored. One more. We got. We got. We're not going anywhere. We're going to hit the hour mark, but we're going to go over that. We're not. We're. We're not going anywhere anytime soon yet. There's still so much shit to talk about. The the potential ending of the UFC flyweight division. One championship CEO wanting to talk to the people who were in, well, were were cut from the UFC. I think you got a couple flyweights that are no longer on the roster, so the rumors are going to close the division. So, okay, but anyways, back to what I was saying is, um, what is it? What 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 was I fucking? I just had it. I just slipped my mind. It's really interesting, though. Robbie Lawler. Oh, yeah. Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. And if Ben can't get Robbie down, you've you got to realize what's going to happen here. There's no fight. Dude, if, if he can't get Robbie down, if he can't stop the ferociousness of Robbie Lawler, dude, you are fucked, my friend. You are fucked. That's a seriously, that's a bad fight, right? At first fight. I'm not saying Ben can't win. It's just... All of us as fight fans, dude, it's like we don't know what we're going to get with Ben Askren. Hardcore fans, we all know Ben Askren. is. I've seen Ben Askren fight. He's a great grappler, great fun guy to watch, very highly spoken, talks a lot of shit, backs it up, undefeated, 18-0, first fight in the UFC against Robbie Lawler. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I'll let me get a look at UFC 233 real quick. I want to get more excited right now. People are looking at me kind of crazy, getting kind of... Getting kind of wild right now. Uh, let me see. UFC 2. It's stacked, bro. The whole fucking UFC 233 is stacked. Dominic Cruz returns after two years. Over two years. Fights John Lineker. I thought we were going to see Cruz in a title fight. What's going to happen with the flyweight division? If they cancel it out, am I going to be mad? Nah. Because it's, it's true. They don't, they don't sell. Not, there's fantastic fights, by all means. But I'm not going to be ecstatic off of a flyweight fight anytime soon. I don't give a fuck who's fighting, dude. The lightweights, the welterweights, the middleweights, the light heavies. Welterweight. Yeah. I'll be excited for those anytime soon. Flyweights? Not so much, man. Small guys? Nah. I'm good. Ben Askren versus Bobby. Good fucking God. I can't believe that shit's happening. Eh, you know, it was better than a Darren Till fight. Or maybe a Darren Till fight would have been fun. Because, you know, it's like Ben Askren's all about promotion, tr- trash talk. 
if he's going to trash talk and call everyone out, then he should fight someone he potentially could trash talk with and sell a fight and make even bigger. UFC on ESPN one. Oh, that's their what's what's their first what's going to be their first card for UFC on ESPN one. UFC on ESPN one so far has a recently announced fight. Forgot to bring this one up. A uh, great fight. Uh, a cum fest, if you if you will, if you think about it like that. But both a bunch of very exciting, very attractive, very very attractive female fighters. Rochelle 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 Ostovich versus Paige Van Zant. Um, Bilal Mohammed versus Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal's excellent performance back in Dallas, Texas, knockout over Frank Camacho. Remember that one? He looks so good in that fight. We finally get Jeff Neal back. So exciting. I cannot wait for that fight. Okay. Going back to UFC 233. Oh, the UFC is going to be on ESPN Plus. UFC 233. Okay. Rumored fights. Main event. Bantamweight title. For the Bantamweight title, excuse me. Between TJ Dillashaw. He puts his title on the line against Henry Cejudo. Because the rumor is they're going to close the flyweight division. Henry Sudo automatically jumps up, is able to fight for the world title against TJ Dillashaw. Co-main, well, not co-main, but another fight rumor uh, added to that fight card is James Vick versus Paul Felder. Great technical fun fight. I definitely do think that's going to be a fun one. Um, Islam Makachev versus Francisco Trinaldo at 155 so far. Uh, Dominic Cruz versus John Lineker, I think that's... Um, that's, and that should be announced on that card too. So, I don't know. I was just looking at Wikipedia real quick. Let me look at the um, let me look at the, the the recent alert that I seen that it showed. Yeah, it was it was Robbie Lawler and uh, Robbie Lawler Ben Askren. I think that's that's all on the same card. Dominic Cruz. Um, yeah, Dominic Cruz. Yeah, yes, two thirty three in Anaheim, California. So that's exciting. He gets to fight close to home, so that's that's going to be all good for him. Um, anything else we got on today's podcast? I think we pretty much covered everything. Tonight's the brand new episode of SWAT on CBS. So if you guys like that show, definitely hit that show up. You got to start from the beginning though to really get the story. That's kind of what it is. It's extreme. It's so realistic. The production is amazing. It's fantastic. The storyline, the way it relates to modern day society. It's a real good show. You guys got to watch it. So that's what I'm going to be doing later on and watching it on CBS. It's real fun. It's exciting. Uh, my exciting show. I can't wait to watch that. And um, other than that, no, that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, it's kind of late in the week and stuff, but what's stopping me, man? It's late in the week, but what's stopping you from, you know, obviously we're here on a Thursday. That's the thing. That's the part about it. Damn, I'm here on a Thursday. Great show. That is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I really do appreciate you guys. Great show today. Great fun. 54 minutes in. Almost hit the hour mark. Thursday. Beautiful weather. Talked a lot about a lot. Covered a lot of fantastic things. I'm excited. Great to be back. Great, uh... Like I said, great night of fights. We got some more fights uh, before we get out of here. Uh, actually, you know, Korean Zombie returns against Yair Rodriguez. We get Yair Rodriguez back. That's exciting. I'm curious to see how he looks after fighting Frankie Edgar. That's his last fight. Korean Zombie, obviously, had a knockout over uh, Dennis Bermudez in his last fight. Um, Mike Perry versus Donald Cerrone. 
Very fun fight. Excited for that one. I'm really curious to see how Mike handles the Muay Thai style of Cerrone. And if Cerrone can pressure him right off the bat and avoid the bombs that Perry's dropping. Curious to see how Perry looks at this in this fight because his training at Jackson and Wink, how he's advanced, how he's gotten better, everything under the sun. And, you know, that's a really exciting fight. The main event was, uh, is, uh, like I said, Korean Zombie versus Yair Rodriguez. It'll be a treat to have Yair back. That'll be a great fight. On, um, and uh, and so, so come forth. So good luck to them. Like I said, you guys know where to find me at GMeekerMMA on Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow our account at GMeekerMMA show as well. It will be posted shortly, I promise. Like I said, great show. Congrats to Daniel Cormier. His legacy is cemented. He could retire now if he wanted to. Fantastic fighter. He looked great. He, he performed well on short notice. He came in, did what he needed to do against Derek Lewis, and, there, and then some. Congrats to DC. Congrats to Jacare. Heads up to Chris Weidman. Um, and hats off to the rest of the guys that won. You know, uh, and, and, and everything else under the sun. So this is Gabriel Hernandez here. Like One last thing before we get out of here. Gabriel Hernandez signing off. We're getting out of here, folks. So get out of your ear. It's been almost a fucking hour. We've been talking constantly, not shutting up. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Podbean, podbay.fm, castbox.fm. Download the Castbox app. It's available in the Google Play Store, available on the iTunes Store if you want to. iTunes has Apple Podcasts, so it just depends on... Um, what you what your preference is? Um, iHeart, you can find us. Spotify, you can find us. It's it's over. Available on all major pod, podcast platforms. One last time, this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. Jimmy MMA out, baby. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.